Welcome back to The Past. This is Dating Ourselves, the podcast that talks everything 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. I'm your host, Adam, and I'm joined by my co-host, Brian and Paul. Hello. Hey, guys. Well, we have episode 21. Hit me. What? Hit me. Paul, we have episode 21. If you take a hit, the episode will bust. I like to live dangerously. (laughs) (laughs) Is that your middle name, Paul? (laughs) Paul Dangerously? (laughs) Actually, it's Freely. (laughs) P. Freely. I I always thought Dangerous was uh, your maiden name, so... (laughs) so if you missed last week's episode you should really check it out when the gang and i discussed my 1992 dream team it was definitely yours i I mean the the 1992 dream team the basketball team not my dream team well we did discuss your dream team that's true that's true and we did also discuss the show's dream team so you can find that and all of our past episodes at www.datingourselvespodcast.com on iTunes, on Google Music, and when I whisper it in your ears at night so lovingly. Whispercast? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm a one-month subscriber. Would oh not God. recommend. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but it sounds like some sort of creepy dating site. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like dating ourselves? <laughs> oh, I got it. Just a reminder that our website is datingourselvespodcast.com. If you Google just dating ourselves, you may not like what you find. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That said, we really appreciate all our listeners' support, and we'd like to share some kind words left by one of those listeners on iTunes about our show. If you'd like to leave us a five-star written review on iTunes, we would definitely love to read it on air as a way to say thank you. So, here is this week's five-star review. It is from Brigay. It says, Very funny show. They have a great rapport and seem to be good friends. They obviously know nothing about the show. They all secretly hate each other. (laughs) Behind the podcast. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Which one of you is Yoko? (laughs) All of us, actually. It's kind of weird. We're all trying to break up the show. Depends on the time of the month. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Um, I almost just choked on my drink there. (laughs) Uh, Well, thanks, Brigay. Uh, Five-star reviews, uh, as always, are encouraged. Uh, Be sure to tell your friends about our show, and thanks for listening to Dating Ourselves Podcast. Brigay sounds French. (laughs) Can anyone do a French accent, Adam? I think you can do a French accent. Oh, some some fromage and... uh, a, a little baguette and <laughs> the brigade. <laughs> so you can't see it, but I'm twirling my thin mustache as well. <laughs> well, let's get this started. This week, I'm going to be leading a discussion on the timeless cafeteria debate: the unhappy meal, the hot lunch versus sack lunch. Cold lunch, the brown bag, although that means something different in college. (laughs) This is a topic that was submitted by Greg D. of Central Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. You guys might remember Greg D. from our Garbage Pail Kids episode. Longtime listener of the show. So thank you so much, Greg, for this wonderful topic. He he also is on the, the Dating Ourselves dream team. 
Maybe just your uh, personal dream team. <laughs> you guys were trying to come Jessica up with a safe Rabbit, word, right? Then Greg. <laughs> Somehow Greg yeah, got before Lola Rabbit or Lola Bunny. Uh, that's just not right. <laughs> I will always place Greg before Lola. <laughs> that's good to know. That's good to know. I'm sure he'll be very pleased as pie to hear that. Speaking of other loyal listeners, I actually spent this week helping Morden move. So best of luck to Morden and his new endeavors. And that's just to say that um, we are very close with our listeners. So, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're a new listener to the show, uh, call Paul anytime. If you submit enough topics, I will help you move. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Adam will pick you up from the airport and I will help you... uh, I don't know, do lawn work or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> That's true. And I'll read the podcast to you while you're while you're moving as well. <laughs> well, you got to pick Walk up the Walk alongside the lawnmower and just read the script. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you guys are wacky, wacky stuff. Um, <laughs> well, remember, folks, um, at the end of this episode, we are going to be picking next week's topic. It's going to be Nostalgia Combat. Nostalgia combat. Thank you, Paul. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm late on that. It's gonna I be. Am, I am not on my game tonight, guys. <laughs> it's gonna be me with Bill Nye the Science Guy and Adam with the Foo Fighters. Uh, we'll also visit our old friend, the Hopper of Imagination. Get to the hopper. Get down. Get in the hopper. Uh, we're gonna First get... time I've gotten one of those right today. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, we got to find a new topic for Paul as well. But before we get there, uh, Paul, let's let's take a trip to the lunchroom. All right. The mighty unhappy meal. The hot lunch. <laughs> <laughs> so in doing research for this, you would be extremely surprised to find that there is almost no history for lunch in school. Really? Other other than uh, Boston and New York were the first two cities to start offering penny lunches to students. And they also introduced free and reduced lunch for those that were unable to afford penny lunch. So what would a reduced penny lunch be obviously free would be free but what would reduced penny lunches cost i assume your soul oh my god a hey penny <laughs> a hey penny <laughs> a hey penny yeah a hey girl hey penny hey hey yeah, girl uh, what's his name right Ry- <laughs> no it was actually ryan gosling would wh- hey girl <laughs> <laughs> So I have chosen to fill this week's episode mostly with stories of the lunchroom. Great, wonderful, love it. So to give you a to give you a little bit of what information I could find on statistics, uh, a cold lunch today costs anywhere from three thirty six to four thirty nine a day. Which, if you Uh, ask me, cold lunch or hot lunch? A cold lunch. So bringing your own lunch. Bringing your own lunch costs a student between $3.36 and $4.39, okay. which is significantly higher than the national average $1.80 for a uh, hot lunch. Interesting. Really? And I do, I will say that uh, my kids' lunch is around $2 for hot lunch, but they still choose to bring a bag lunch each day. Although hmm. they do have to whittle away at the account for the money I deposit to get that chocolate milk that I do not provide for free. 
(laughs) (laughs) Gotta get that chocolate milk money. (laughs) And that's according to USA Today. So I find it interesting that we have... And I I have to believe that this is a skewed fact brought on by, you know, the companies that make... that produce, you know, meals for schools as a way to just give parents the, eh, don't even try. Just <laughs> right, right. Just give us your money and we'll sell them over inflated food. <laughs> Shut up and give us your money and we'll give them all the grease that exists. <laughs> so to start us off, I'm going to take us back to 1994. Oh boy, that was a oh, very where, good year. Where at the school district year. we attended, to the best of my recollection, the weekly hot lunch menu consisted of hot ham and cheese on Mondays. Yep. Which, as I recall, was a slab of ham that you had to cut with a knife, but we weren't allowed to bring knives to school because this was the yep. same year as Brownie Girl. Do you guys remember the Brownie Girl controversy? No. I don't so think so. In, In 1994, there was a 10-year-old girl that had packed a lunch. Oh, I do She should have gotten hot lunch. She packed a lunch, and she brought with her a butter knife to cut her brownie because they become stiff when they're cold, which, you know, makes perfect sense. This girl was then suspended for bringing a knife to school. Was this at the elementary school we all attended? No, this actually occurred in Lansing, if I recall. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was pretty sure it was a pretty big story, kind of like, you know, people putting needles and stuff in Halloween candy. Like it was it was something that definitely erupted um, and it kind of changed a lot of policies. So you had to in order to cut ham or anything, you had to use like the side of a plastic spork. Um, A nifty (laughs) invention, both fork and spoon in, in one, you know, it's 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 nifty. But cafeteria sparks, at least elementary cafeteria sparks, could not cut butter. They would fold in half. Yeah, they were only good for two things. Drawing faces on them to make puppets, or stabbing yes. people because they do not leave marks because they're a little bit hollow. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Paul's a, uh, like a... Kind of <laughs> undercover psycho, like st- stabbing people. It's kind of like uh, abusing somebody with a phone book. Like, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't leave any marks. <laughs> <laughs> or a sack of oranges. <laughs> they yeah. do make a decent. Ca- they do make a decent catapult, but you I was only just gonna say, get it's a good one pea shooter. Yeah, good pea you shooter. You only get like one good shot before you actually break the spine on the back of the spork, and then it's just gone. Right. Like, right. you can continue to use it after that, but, I mean, you got to do your mashed potatoes on the first shot, and then after that, <laughs> you have to do uh, you have to do peas or maybe the... Ca- well, hot ham and cheese was served with California blend frozen vegetables for us, and I assume many kids across the nation. And our version of cafeteria California blend was near-frozen microwaved vegetables. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. if you shot the mashed potatoes first, you could maybe do the little circle carrots that had the stamp. Yeah, like I don't the know ridges. Rem- <laughs> yeah, it had the yeah, ridges. Yeah. So how do you cut a carrot to get those ridges? It's I mean, I realize it's machine, but what cutter? I mean, it's it's I, I'm assuming they send it to like the Ruffles potato chip plant and they just do it there i have no idea though <laughs> but if you think of any meat slicer or vegetable cutter that you've ever used how inefficient is it to cut it with ridges because it's just got to gum up the works oh yeah it would be terrible yeah, and if it was yeah. and if it was like 
like manually operated like you're literally chopping off a finger once a week so by by your two-month anniversary you're just thumbs (laughs) 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 now trust me i can tell you from firsthand experience your thumbs might not make it through either (laughs) i i used to work for a, a catering company and i was using one of those mandolin slicers one time that's the uh, one where it's uh, like kind of stands up vertically, and then like you on, slide on the front, it on the front porch, right? Like with the with the big, <laughs> yes, the big, um, yes, moonshine jug and uh, <laughs> yeah, that yep, mandolin. Okay, go. all right. Yeah. No, this is like one of those, uh, like where it's kind of stands up vertically at a slight angle, and then you like cut the end of like the cucumber or whatever you're slicing, and you run it down, and there's like a blade in the actual body. So then it just cuts. So I was using one of those before and something wasn't going through right. So I went to push it through and hit my thumb hard enough Ooh. on the blade that it like, yeah, like gouged my finger open. So you can definitely cut your thumb off too. So you might like end up with a thumb. Now, when using the mandolin, did you ever cut the cheese? <laughs> I, you know, I never, I, I, I never cut the cheese at work. I always did that. Elsewhere. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. That, that's one of those things you don't do in front of other people. I see. Know? I see. Yeah. So, it's just common courtesy to cut the cheese elsewhere. Yeah. Cutting vegetables so, is fine. Cutting the cheese is not. Okay. Got you. That's true. Gotcha. Yep. So never having worked in food prep capacity for a restaurant, I've only ever been a delivery guy. But if you cut yourself while preparing food, what is the proper procedure? Um. Push on the push on the cut and try to squirt as much blood onto the food as possible. <laughs> no, no. Uh, as you can tell, no. Adam has never worked for OSHA before. Uh. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Now, uh, usually just go wash it out, and then you usually have to put a bandage on it, and then one of the finger condoms. So, like, what happens to the food that may have been contaminated, though? Like, do you have to like, do you have to come out with like the big lockout sign and like bleach the prep station, or how is that handled? I I would have like if you get blood on the wherever yeah the, you'd have to do that. I thankfully I never had that. My incidences were always minor enough that I never got blood anywhere. Like the one with my thumb didn't start bleeding until I pulled my hand away. So it, you know it wasn't like you know it's not like in a movie where I cut my finger and then all of a sudden like in Kill Bill like all the blood in my body just starts <laughs> fountaining out of my thumb <laughs> we got your first knuckle in a Cracker Jacks box you know <laughs> yeah. fun, fun little built in prize <laughs> well, I apologize uh, I have digressed digressed way far from hot ham and cheese that's alright hey. what, what happens Tuesday well before I get to that I do have to say that the hot ham and cheese was served with Velveeta cheese, lightly yeah, coated, was... but enough to stick it to the bun so hard that <laughs> you had to peel it back like wax paper. Yeah. So, on a fi- out of five stars, what do you guys remember of this meal, and how would you rate it? Uh, like a two or three. Yeah, so I remember it very well, and it was one of the <laughs> only meals, like... Back in 94, when we were, you know, what, what grade would that have been? Third grade? Something like that? Yep. Uh, yeah, third grade, I think. Yeah. So my mom had just gone back to work, so she was, like, not making us lunch, you know. And the hot ham and cheese day was, like, the one day I got the pass. Like, 
because it was so gross. And at that point, for whatever reason, I didn't like cheese. And I, I tell my wife about this all the time because we have like a Whole Foods and a Trader Joe's and all these like fairly nice grocery stores and restaurants near us. And I hated cheese until uh, maybe three or four years ago because that's all I knew that cheese was. was like Kraft Single Slices and Velveeta yeah. Cafeteria Cheese. Like I mm-hmm. didn't realize like, oh, provolone cheese is pretty good and you can get parmesan cheese that doesn't come in a green shaker tube and uh (laughs) like it can actually come on a block or a wheel and it's like wow this is crazy so it's funny i feel like cheese is one of those foods that is like common for kids to not like as much when they're kids because one there's something kind of weird about craft singles kind of like yellowish orangish color that it is and, you know, it tastes kind of waxy or whatever. But then, like, once you discover real cheese, it's like, oh, my God, where have you been all my life? The heavens open up and a choir sings to you. Yeah. yeah once so- you go brie, you never go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I definitely... But once you uh, go brie, you never set, get set free. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so I remember distinctly having it once. And then never having it again. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> what about, what I'm going to side Paul? with you. I'm going to side with you on this one. I'm going to give it a solid two because if I was absolutely starving and near death, I might consider it one more time. <laughs> oh god. But um, that was one of the few days that I would get a pass, and we'll cover that when I talk about cold lunch. But um, I do distinctly remember, because when it would be hot lunchtime, they would bring us down a class at a time, and we all had to wait in line, and we had to put our ID cards in the little bin so that our accounts would be charged, and then we'd pick them up at the end. But I remember walking down there, and as soon as you got near the cafeteria, you could smell it all the way down the hallway. Oh, yeah. And then I knew I had made a wrong decision. Yes, agreed. You know, as soon as you smelled it. Oh, Son of a bitch! I didn't have a cheese day! Dang it! So, on Tuesday, on Tuesday we were served greasy grilled cheese. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Do you guys remember that episode of The Simpsons where Homer tries to gain 300 pounds so he can go on disability? Yeah, I think we actually talked about that in our first episode. I think so, too. And there's a great scene where he meets with Dr. Nick, and Dr. Nick is trying to explain to him how to (laughs) gain weight. (laughs) And he takes a cheeseburger, and he rubs it on the wall. And the grease from the cheeseburger soils the wall so badly that it it becomes becomes more clear than a window. (laughs) And a bird flies into the grease spot and breaks its neck on the side of the building. And he says, if your food does this, then it's A-OK by me. (laughs) That is still less grease than the grilled cheese we were served on Tuesdays. I'm, yeah, I'm probably going to be jumping ahead in your list, but there was rectangular pizza that we used to eat as well. And we'll talk about that, that more. Yeah, we'll talk about that more in a <laughs> okay. little bit. But that had a similar grease quality where if you accidentally set your napkin on it, like didn't even press <laughs> down, it would absorb all of this like orangey, ugh, like it was so nasty, just like oily grossness. Um, yeah, I remember there was a classmate of ours who he wanted to write a petition <laughs> to 
the superintendent or something like that about the level of grease on the pizzas and the grilled cheese sandwiches. But I do remember that. I don't know if that ever came to fruition, but uh, it anyway. did. But we will save it for Friday. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so Tuesday was grilled cheese. It was an oddly square uh, sandwich. I've never yeah, seen square. I've never seen square bread quite like what we were served in the cafeteria. <laughs> it, like. It, it I don't know very if, the, gre- if they just cut it like they're like, you know, they were just cutting off the crust and they're like, I'm just going to cut the heart shape off the top here and we're just going to, you know, get rid of the top. But it was a square sandwich cut diagonally and then it was placed in a foil wrapper that was damn near translucent by the time you made it to the table to sit down. <laughs> yeah, and when aluminum foil starts turning a little clear around the edges, that's <laughs> yeah, like no corrosive and you're about to put it into your mouth. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, Wednesday. Gosh. Oh, wait. So let's rate the grilled cheese real quick. Adam? Oh, um... I'm going to go probably like a two again. This one I would actually eat from time to time because they would often serve it with like some type of tomato soup. It's basically yes. SpaghettiOs without the noodles. And you could And you could dunk it in that and make it palatable. But similarly, you could actually see grease rings come off the sandwich when you would pull <laughs> it out of the soup. It was so yeah. gross. Um, but that one I, I could at least stomach. I couldn't do the hot ham and cheese. So I would give it a two as well, considering the the hot ham and cheese was a zero. <laughs> I also forgot to mention the grilled cheese was also commonly served with a fruit cup, which was a <laughs> the our cafeteria version of a fruit cup was a assortment of peaches and pears, but they all tasted the same. Yes, yeah. they did. They, they were all cut like into sadness. little small squares to avoid being choking hazards for the smaller children. And yeah, I've never seen so many different colored fruits taste the exact same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the fruit equivalent of like Fruity Pebbles and those kinds of cereals where there's different colors, but all of them have the same taste. Well, yeah, like Lucky Charms. It's like the rainbow yeah. tastes no different than the horseshoe. It just has more colors. Like it doesn't My taste any different. My life is a lie. <laughs> the cake is a lie. Or even, or like even Apple Jacks and stuff like that. It doesn't matter yeah. if you got. They the don't even taste like apple. Green. No, they don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what they taste like. But they don't taste like apples. They don't taste like jacks. Do they taste like apple when you're holding your tongue? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've been really, truly transported back 10-year-old me, so I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am going to rate the grilled cheese a 4 out of 5, because even though my lifespan is probably shortened from eating it, it was one of my favorites. If you ate it before it turned into a soggy mess, it was an excellent sandwich. And it was also, like, it wasn't Velveeta. Like, most of the things that came from the school cafeteria that had cheese on them was some sort of cheese sauce nuked, whereas this was actually, like, Kraft Single nuked, and it still maintained cheese-like properties. <laughs> yeah, well, I was always well, scared whenever they would pull up one of those big number 10 cans. <laughs> and there's just cheese in there. It's like, why is that always liquid even at room temperature <laughs> it's like even, got secret properties like like mercury or something like it's just not it's not natural it's not even right. when even when most objects would be in solid form like at negative 20 degrees it's still 
Just a slightly more viscous version of the cheese spread. <laughs> so, all right. The, so, what about Wednesday? So, Wednesday was mashed potato and turkey. And I say mashed potato because it was basically like they baked a potato and then mashed it without the skin. It wasn't true mashed potatoes, as we recall. Yeah. There was then a gravy put on top of it, and the turkey is a little misleading because it wasn't like we were given a nice slab of turkey. It was basically shredded turkey in the gravy that went on top of the mashed potato, and it was placed in a styrofoam cup on a styrofoam tray and nuked for yeah. about a minute. Imagine yeah. if you gave a pound of deli meat turkey to Jack LaLanne, and he put it in his <laughs> juicer and then cleaned out the pulp container <laughs> and dumped that on, like, mashed potatoes. That's what this was. <laughs> Seriously, it was like table scraps, basically, uh, yeah. of turkey. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will admit, though, that that was one of the ones I enjoyed more, especially if you could add a little bit of salt and pepper to it. Because without salt and pepper, there wasn't much taste. But if you could flavor it up a little bit, it actually didn't taste bad. I'll, I'll give you that. I was going to rate this one or closer to the grilled cheese, but not quite as high. Because mm-hmm. it was stomachable. Yeah. I, yeah. I will say, though, that um, it, I'm pretty sure it was like instant spuds or... You know, one of those where, like, it's basically just, like, p- flakes of yeah, it's like, potato. It's like cream of wheat, but potatoes, yeah. Yeah, basically, because, like, there was no flavor to the potatoes. The only thing that had flavor was the gravy, basically. And I always thought it was weird that they never had any type of butter or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Because that would have really yeah. been clutch, but... Yeah, I would well, probably rate that a three of five. So right, right in the yeah. right in the middle. Definitely edible, but not necessarily uh, desirable. Yeah, I will that, second that and say the same. I'll I'll third that one. We'll we'll uh, pass that one. Three, it is. <laughs> well, moving on from Hump Day on Thursday, we got variety. Yes, yes. Yeah, and those were so usually th- fun too, because I remember those were sometimes you'd get like the chicken nuggets. Yes, and every once yeah. in a while they'd be dinosaur shaped, which was awesome. Yep, yep. So that actually brings me to kind of a funny, like running family joke. This is something that's been around since then, so at least twenty something years now. Um, one of the variety ones that we got one time—I don't know if you guys remember this—it was fourth or fifth grade. They decided to have a sandwich that they called chicken caboose to i guess to make <laughs> oh, I remember it chicken sound- caboose i forgot yeah. about chicken caboose that so, is not in my list chi- so chicken caboose was a uh, basically like a chicken breast uh like a grilled chicken breast that y- they would then just put a bun on and basically call it good i think you could get like a little mustard or something for it so the first time that they ever have this, I'm like, oh man, that sounds really good. I'm going to have this for lunch today. I go and I take a bite and it's like in that scene of uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation when <laughs> Chevy Chase goes to cut the the turkey and it like explodes and it's like nothing but like the skin and the dry meat inside. Ugh, yeah. I, I took a bite of it. I was like, okay, this is a little dry. I tried to swallow it, and a chunk of the chicken caboose got stuck <laughs> on the back of my throat, and I couldn't get it off, and it was making me gag. 
Like, I swear to God, for the longest time, all you had to say was chicken caboose, and it was like a trigger for me. I would immediately start gagging as soon as somebody said that. My aunt figured this out, and she loved to torture me. She'd just wait until I wasn't paying attention, like playing with my cousins. Then all of a sudden, she'd go, hey, Adam, yeah, what's up? Chicken caboose. And then she just, she'd be in tears. She's laughing so hard. <laughs> I've brought this up with my therapist recently. <laughs> now, it takes a lot of courage to be able to even utter the words chicken caboose in the same sentence. So oh, I have never had that experience with chicken caboose. I always thought it was a slightly downgraded Chick-fil-A grilled chicken sandwich like i never yeah, had a problem with, like i would have rated it five out of five easy um for cafeteria food i should say for, yes. for if they were serving <laughs> it at a restaurant i'd probably send it back but um yeah, for, uh, but for never... grade f food it was you know top it was, notch I was saying, it was almost d minus <laughs> like <laughs> uh yeah but i never had an incident where it was like gross sandpaper balls that i was trying oh. to swallow so <laughs> yeah it was it was horrifying <laughs> I've, i like i've never been so emotionally scarred by a food before <laughs> what about you paul what are some of the uh the crazy variety foods you remember Okay, so on Thursdays, what I had... So I actually went back and found a school newsletter that had the menu in it because my parents are creepy and saved all that stuff. And Chicken Caboose was not on it. But on Thursday, you had three choices. You had the tuna croissant. Oh, gross. Oh, Uh, I can only imagine how gross that was. (laughs) And if I remember correctly, it was almost like a pita, but they used a croissant and then cut it like a donut and threw tuna in it. Oh. Oh, No mayo, no, it wasn't like tuna salad. It was just like, okay, here's the bumblebee tuna, and we're going to smear it evenly inside this pocket here. Oh my god! I I seriously feel like tuna cast or what? Did, what did you call it? Tuna croissant. Croissant. Uh, I feel like that's gonna be my new trigger word. Like you tell me that you say tuna croissant, and I'll just start gagging. That sounds so gross. <laughs> so from tuna or tuna croissant, you also had the steamed hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know mm-hmm. those. I don't know if you guys remember the steamed hot dogs, but they basically were thrown into a steamer, and they were steamed until they split open like the bun they were then placed in. They usually exploded (laughs) out a side or a weird spot that a hot dog should not split. (laughs) Yep, yep. And you really had to be um, a good student on Variety Day, because if hot dogs were one of the choices, you wanted to be one of the first to get them. uh, Because the leftover hot dogs were disgusting um, oh it, yeah it's like uh <laughs> these hot dogs i was thinking like this... the dog from the sandlot you know Hercules? on a good day <laughs> oh god oh no those Gross. hot dogs would be absolutely just like wrinkled and pruned and splitting and and, and they had like they didn't taste bad but they had a weird smell to them i remember yes. that it was because they were made in the same pot as everything else. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And <laughs> this they must probably like cauliflower and broccoli for some reason. <laughs> I can't place <laughs> it. 
They, they were probably because they just also... defrosted the fruit cup in there, and then they had to boil the hot dogs and leftover juice. Uh, they were probably made in like 1932, and they were just leftover from the Great Depression. <laughs> yeah, but you never want to know how the cafeteria hot dogs get made. That's for sure. Um... That's true. <laughs> It's like I remember the them being weapon. if you so that brings up a good point on Thursdays where you had variety there was a limited quantity of each thing so you had to decide quickly when you made your way into the room yeah and yeah. the longer you waited the worse your options got yeah uh-huh. I, 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 yeah I definitely remember that there was yeah. also the microwave cheeseburger yeah yep. I do remember that that was okay that was not bad. I just wish they wouldn't have microwaved the bun with the cheeseburger. And that has to be said with everything on here that was contained in a bun. They mm-hmm. had to microwave the bun and make it soggy at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't care for that. That's so you wouldn't so- sneak out with any extras. <laughs> it would ruin your clothes or your backpack if you try to sneak it out. <laughs> hey, Napoleon, give me some of your tots. <laughs> So, given your choices on Variety Day, what would you choose from the elementary cafeteria? Cold lunch. <laughs> I, <laughs> gosh, I don't know. I really didn't mind the chicken caboose. Um, and when I was a kid, my mom used to boil hot dogs growing up. Mm-hmm. And I used to eat those almost every day. So, Steve And they hot- never split like the ones from the cafeteria, did they? They didn't, but they had a similar... <laughs> Flavor Texture. profile, yeah. There wasn't like the grill marks. <laughs> Flavor profile. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever heard somebody talk about the flavor profile of a boiled hot dog before. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> this has a hint of grease and um, just a just a tiny hint of shoe leather, uh, which is really accentuated by the foot fungus that was in that shoe leather. That's from the string that was tied around them so you could pull them out of the pot. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's amazing because oh, I basically had hot lunch almost every single day except whenever they had the, the hot ham and hot cheese. Hot ham and cheese. I usually yeah. got out of that. But yeah, it was one of those things where it was like, my mom wasn't going to make us lunch, you know, and we didn't really, we we couldn't be trusted to make our own lunches. Let's just put it that way. You'd have like, <laughs> <laughs> you'd have like 12 fruit by the foots in like your lunch and Slim and Jims. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's this Molson doing in here? <laughs> Shut up to school with a sixer. <laughs> Uh, I'm picturing little you cracking a Molson at the counter. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's kind of amazing. We used to keep all the beer in the vegetable crisper growing up. Um, It wasn't until my parents split up and then my dad got a second fridge for like the garage that he keeps all this beer in now. But yeah, at that time. It was uh, in the vegetable crisper. You could easily fit 12 cans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect to crisp your vegetables or get your buzz on. That's right. That's right. Well, I mean, it was the 80s slash 90s, you know? So, I mean, all of our vegetables were in the freezer. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> now Can't everyone... leave anything on the counter. It'll go bad. That's right. That's right. It's amazing because now everything is organic and fresh and non-GMO. But back then, man, it was just like, ah, 
I could put this in the microwave for three minutes and serve a family of four. Great. <laughs> <laughs> microwave cooking for what? <laughs> yeah, right. Chicken in a can, fully cooked. And I'm sure this is a topic in the hopper as well, but... Uh, but Hamburger Helper was like a staple oh, yeah. in our house growing oh, up. Oh, hell yes. And I, or what I, about... Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, I, I I try and convince my wife to let us get that anytime we're at the grocery store and we just happen to be in that aisle. Every single time, without fail, she turns it down. But there's there's part of me that still wants that like like enchilada stroganoff or whatever it was. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, there's beef, there was beef stroganoff and then... Beef enchilada, something mm, mm-hmm. cheeseburger yeah. macaroni. Oh yeah, yeah. yep, good um, stuff. But what what I was gonna say though is there was that, and then there was uh, shake and bake. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yep, shake and bake <laughs> uh, like the parmesan crusted chicken or whatever it was, or uh, you know where it was like the uh, Italian chicken with the breadcrumbs on it or whatever. We used to do that with yeah, fish was... fillets too. Oh, that was so good. Oh god, that sounds with terrible. the shake and bake seasoning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Oh, so good. I now have something to try this week. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Diarrhea. <laughs> I've never had that. I wanted to try that out. I'll try some shake and bake fish. <laughs> no, diarrhea was served on Friday. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, we haven't, you're we haven't right. quite got to Friday yet, have we? Yeah, let's talk about we have Friday. Not. Friday was the notorious pizza day. Pizza day. (laughs) And this is not pizza known to any humankind by modern standards. No. no. Uh, I have never seen how it was brought in. I have never seen the box, bag, or container it came from. Uh, I like to think that it was kind of like a Frankenstein's monster is how I would like to think of it. Like They like took random assortments of just shit that was in the kitchen, sewed it together, and they opened the roof and they brought it up and lightning struck it and then you had rectangular <laughs> cafeteria pizza <laughs> oh. yeah that was that was gnarly and like the color of the cheese was just oh god like it was this like pale i was gonna say the cheese was like almost white but then there was like yeah. this weird orange grease on it. Like if you yeah. let meatballs sit out too long and they start separating from the sauce. Yeah. It was like that color. Uh, uh-huh. It was really, truly nasty. Um, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, seriously, that's one of those things you look back on. And it's like, I can't believe we ever ate that. So if I was so if I were to draw a schematic of it as to how I think it's assembled, it's basically it's a piece of flat bread, and it if I remember correctly, it had like pinpoint dimples in it, like every inch, yes. almost as if it was like pressed like a ravioli noodle. Yeah, yeah. like a giant. Uh, what do it you was, call it? Uh, what do you call those little crackers? The the saltines. Saltines. Giant saltines. Yeah. Well, the, and it was like rubber. Uh, yeah, that was the holes were probably to keep it for like the crust from bubbling when they put it in the oven or microwave, so you didn't yeah. end up like you know how like on your yeah. pizza sometimes you get the big bubbles like up near the crust or whatever. It was probably to to avoid that. Well, I'm glad that you brought that up because I had not reasoned that one out, and it's always confused me, but that actually makes sense. The the only reason I even thought about that is because when I uh, worked for...
we used to have to do that uh, with our uh, the breadsticks. They have a little like thing that you roll over them, or I'm sorry, the cheese sticks. You have a thing to roll over them so that the crust didn't bubble up. Like you didn't get the pockets of air in there. Interesting. So there you go. Yeah, learned something new today. Yeah. So then on top of the on top of the bread was a tomato paste that was actually quite thick, but then when it was microwaved, it would like ooze down, become almost liquid. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it would seep into the bread. And then layered on top of that, it was almost like a liquid taco cheese. You know how like you got the the taco blend cheese, it's got a little bit of mozzarella and a little bit of cheddar, and then you mix it together for a hard shell taco? It was like that, but in liquid form, and they would just pour it on and nuke it. Yeah. That sounds... And what, what was always kind of disconcerting about it is like the cheese in the middle would always be melted... But mm-hmm. then you'd have like that, like only partially melted cheese around the edge, where you yes. could still make out like the individual shreds of the cheese, like it quite hadn't made it into the oven long enough to melt it. Mm-mm-mm. Yes, and then it was finally topped with a gray sausage that I struggle oh. to even like describe and they were basically it was a sausage that looked like ground beef but they were separated into the little pellets and they were just kind of dashed on top and again it was one of it like it was like an off color gray it wasn't like a gray that you'd expect to see on like a sausage of that color the gray you turn the week before you pass type gray Yes, yes, yeah. Or the week after in some cases. It is, uh, <laughs> or the week after in some cases. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how you guys normally take your mice, but I usually get it medium rare, you know. But uh, <laughs> that's really what it looks like. like it was, it's the color of, like, mouse, like, hair. Like, it's a, like, yeah. like yeah. grayish. Yeah. yeah. I always assumed it was, it was not mouse the, meat. It was that, not color that meat should be, is no. basically what we're trying to get <laughs> at. The school was so big, there had to be mice in there, and so that's what they did with them. Like that that's always yes. been my theory is that they, they put it on the pizza. There you go. There you go. Well and and I do remember so like you guys mentioned earlier, there was a petition that was made by a classmate from ours. Do you want to explain that a little bit more, Brian, or did you kinda of hit on that already? Um, unless Paul had anything to add, I, I can certainly go over it in a little bit more detail than I did, but, um... I was just gonna, if, if, you might have been closer to the situation, but I was just going to say that there was a petition, it did exist, and it did go through. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know if it actually made a difference, because we had then graduated to the middle school at that point, which had... A larger variety of hot lunch items because you could get like bread sticks. And I think they had like a slush puppy machine oh, there and yes. uh, onion they had the Bosco rings. Bosco sticks. Bosco sticks. Bar- yeah. Ba- yeah. The, the, those were the bread sticks that had the cheese in the middle of it. It was like a stuffed bread stick. Yep. 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 Um, I can still get them at work because I work. Yes, I work I, with a school cafeteria. I work near a school cafeteria, so I can purchase Bosco sticks and often do. <laughs> so I, I actually went to I went to the college that he works at for two years, and I remember being like shocked as hell that they had Bosco sticks. And I was like, isn't this like a middle school 
foot lunch food? Who the hell is like 20 years old and still getting Bosco sticks? <laughs> this guy right here. There you pushing go. 40 and I still buy him with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, Would you like marinara with that? What, do I look Russian? <laughs> of course I want marinara with that. <laughs> Now, Don't be stingy. Fill fill the square. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, that same classmate, I always thought was very interesting. That the dichotomy, the juxtaposition between him being so concerned about the pizza, its grease level, and us putting it into our bodies. But he was also when people would bring bag lunches, he was like the human garbage disposal, and <laughs> yes. would eat all of these things at once. So you might have like grapes in chocolate pudding with like orange juice on top, and he would just be like spooning it up, like it was. Yes, oh, he would. God, he, uh, it was so gross, and, and it's unbelievable now that he is a, a successful adult with a, a wife and child <laughs> and, like, a, a good-paying job, because, I mean, <laughs> the shit he used to eat, like... <laughs> you, you feel like he probably should have gotten a worm at some point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, He'd God. probably have eaten your retainer if you left it too close. <laughs> <laughs> He's a human garbage disposal. You toss him like a chicken bone. (laughs) (laughs) More. Give me more. So to go back to the petition, the petition did ex- did succeed, and I remember they did this like big promotion, and we were going to have for one day and one day only, we were going to get Tony's Pizza. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. when I think of Tony's Pizza, and I don't know if this is a national phenomenon or straight to the Midwest, but Tony's is a frozen like two ninety nine pizza found it, in the bargain bin, you know, it, next to it would be not the DiGiorno, which you know the rich families can afford. This be, was the pizza it, for the rest of us. It'd be like it'd be comparable to like Tombstone, Tombstone Pizza, yeah, yeah. or yeah. Um, what Red was the Baron. other? Uh, Red Baron, or there was one other I was, I was thinking of. Um, Aldi brand? <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, two, oh, Jack's. That was the other one I was thinking yes, of. Jack's, Jack's Pizza. Yeah, it was like, you I, know. The, I would place it a step above Jack's. Yeah, I've never had Jack's. Oh, okay. um, I live I lived I, a good life, though, you know, so. <laughs> we always, we always he got had Domino's. Yeah. <laughs> he got DiGiorno frozen pizza. That's that right. highfalutin pizza. <laughs> So the anyway, it the this petition succeeded. We were gonna have Tony's Pizza. We were all really excited. We went running down to the cafeteria, and we get there, and it's the same old shit on a different <laughs> box. Yep, absolutely. Like who the hell did they think they were gonna fool? <laughs> so it's it's you're just sitting there like. Son of a bitch! Just yeah, throw I don't, it away. I don't, I don't remember that at all, but I'm like bitter about it now. <laughs> I, oh, I do. Like, I remember. Son of a bitch. I, I remember it being like a big deal. Like they were finally going to change the cafeteria pizza to something more edible, and then you get down there, and it was like the biggest letdown in the world. Oh. Like, oh, really? They might have even just made it smaller to piss us off. <laughs> <laughs> They shrunk it down by like a square (laughs) inch per square. (laughs) So there is one honorable mention that I forgot from the cafeteria menu, and I'm ashamed that I forgot this. 
Do you guys remember the chili blob with the one bread rock? Oh, yes. Oh, God, yes. So cafeteria chili at our school was basically a meatball that they put into a styrofoam <laughs> cup of sauce. And then someone took a spork and just jabbed it like an ice pick, like, you yeah, know, you were making a nice mixed drink. <laughs> that's exactly what and it was. They, 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 they took like a muddler and just mashed it up. <laughs> And, and then th- they this threw was a, a meatball martini, shaken, not stirred. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And then you were served a breadstick that you could dip into the chili that could break teeth. Seriously. Yeah, I'm, could... I'm pretty sure it was a, like, pine dowel. <laughs> 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 and they just yeah. seasoned it a little bit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure when we took shop class in seventh grade, they used the same exact stuff. same thing. Same yeah. stuff. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, God. yeah. It was the stuff we whittled down to make the derby cars. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the scouts. <laughs> yep. Exact same stuff. And it had, like, it had the weirdest flavor. I've never tasted any sort of bread that tasted like that since. I don't know what the hell kind of bread that was made out of. Uh, like, was it Wonder Bread or something? Like Wonder Bread sticks? <laughs> I have no Wonder idea. Wonder Bread would have disintegrated in the sauce. <laughs> That's you could soak true. this bitch in the sauce for the entire 30-minute lunch period. <laughs> and it was it's... still hard as a damn rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm God. telling you, if you put like six or seven of those in a line, you you have the thing that we put in our slider door. I mean, like literally, like <laughs> yeah. it would be the exact same. <laughs> I believe that's called a Charlie bar. Yes, yes, it would be our Charlie bar. Oh, so. God. Oh, that's so gross. Yeah, I, I definitely remember that. And that, oh, it, again, that's just one of those things that had like a flavor that you never would find anywhere else in this world. Like, you could travel to the most distant lands around the world and you would never find whatever garbage disposal that came out of. Yeah, because it, it almost tasted like really bad, like Manwich Sloppy Joes. But yes. you yeah. didn't but you didn't eat it on a bun. You literally ate it with like a spork. Um and, and it, it didn't even have like that flavor to it. It was basically like the consistency of it without any of the flavor. Yeah. And I remember it had all the beans and stuff in it too that were like el dente which it's oh. not normally how i want my uh, chili beans <laughs> oh god oh like that's so... like little bugs it was so gross oh so i had a, an equivalent matching uh menu for cold lunch but i have just looked at the time and i have decided that i will just give you my preferred cold lunch wish list because if we do a monday through friday this will break the episode time record yes yes agreed agreed <laughs> so for the year in question 1994 this would also be the year that lunchables introduced pizza yeah yep yep those were so, so good. My, so good. So my dream lunch was the cold, because you didn't have a microwave, because they couldn't trust us with anything that had buttons, electricity, or knives. <laughs> yep. And if your true. microwave doesn't have knives, then you're doing it wrong. <laughs> it's like a Dalek that warms up your food or something. <laughs> <laughs> microwave. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> uh, Radiate. So, 
So you had the Lunchable box, which, if I recall, this was also the start of the larger Lunchables that also had the candy bar with them. And the candy yep. bar was basically like the smaller than fun size crunch bar. Yep. Yep. So it, it was, somehow never tasted as good as a crunch bar. That's like, true. Even though it ta- like it was a crunch bar, somehow it just never actually tasted like a real crunch bar. Maybe because it was like cold. I don't know. Close but, to expiration. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, the, the ricey whatever's in it, like the rice crispy type stuff was always really chalky. Um, yeah. But I also remember they had like the little cans of Lunchable soda in some of those as well. And they were like oh. maybe half the size of a V8 can. I mean, this yes. is like two ounces, maybe three ounces of soda. Um, yeah. My, my mom I don't would think never... those came along, though, until the nachos. Like, the oh, pizzas got them later, but the nachos came out, and they introduced the drink with it, and then they retroactively applied that to the pizza. That makes okay. sense. That makes sense. Yeah, because we never had Lunchables growing up. I think we, you know, spent all of our money on our really high-end frozen pizza, so we didn't have any money left for Lunchables. <laughs> I, I, either that or uh, my mom was just like, if you're going to have, like, a bag lunch, it better be healthy. You know, that's why we weren't able to make our own because it'd just be Doritos. Like, we just bring a bag of Doritos for lunch. Um, so <laughs> it, our, ours lunch. was always, like, boring, like, turkey sandwich with, like, lettuce and mustard, and that was it, with, like, an apple. And maybe if we were lucky, we'd get, like, a granola bar in there. But that was like about it. You'd usually end up trading most of your lunch with someone else, um, or yes. or watching uh, our petition friend. <laughs> yeah, talk it into some weird, uh, weird witch's brew and eat it all. So speaking of uh, f- fresh fruit and stuff in the lunch, I remember uh, <clears throat> one year must have been like maybe fifth grade or something like that. My uh, mom made me like a cold lunch one day. Uh, and, you know, it was like a sandwich and some chips and something. And then she threw in an apple and she, like, sliced it up. Uh, and for whatever reason, that day she, like, had something that she was like, oh, I can put this on it and it'll preserve it so it doesn't, like, get brown. Uh, it, you know how, like, if you chill it or whatever for a while, it kind of gets brown. Yeah. So uh, th- she was like, oh, we'll put this on it and, like, it'll... it'll uh, you know, preserve it a little bit so it stays fresh and it'll be good when you eat it. So I get it. I eat it. It's pretty good. Stuff like that. I swear to God, before lunch was over, I was in the bathroom puking my guts out. <laughs> I don't know. I, Did I she spray with still, ham or something? <laughs> I, I No, I don't think it's that she like put anything bad on it. I think just whatever <laughs> she put on it, my body did not like. It was, I I remember it was like some sort of seasoning or like, uh, it looked like a seasoning, uh, like, you know. like It was just salt, Adam. It probably was. <laughs> but it, it, I remember it kind of looked like oregano. It wasn't, but it looked like that consistency or whatever. Man, Hemp, whatever maybe? it was, Hemp. my body. <laughs> that would <yeah>. do it. <laughs> whatever it was, though, my body did not like it. I was like, within five to ten minutes, like, I got such a bad migraine that I was puking in the in the school bathroom. Jeez. That sounds yeah. joyous. Great times. Um, yeah. So, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but the trading of lunch goods, um, I think, was a, a huge portion of being in the, especially elementary school cafeteria. Like, that was something that uh-huh. yes. 
everybody swapped stuff. Like in high school, you got what you liked. If you packed a lunch, you packed it yourself and packed what you wanted. If you got hot lunch, you bought what you want because there was options. Um, mm-hmm. But in elementary school, it was kind of a like a cafeteria bazaar every day where people are just bartering uh <laughs> their different <laughs> items out like oh you got triscuits oh, oh yeah man. i got dunkaroos you want to switch you want to switch <sighs> dunkaroos squeeze it for the yoohoo oh yes Yoo-Hoo. oh yes. yeah and if you the ever unicorn had a corn of lunchroom drinks i was gonna say if you ever had a capri sun that was kind of like you know the hot potato you definitely did not want that um because they were so messy. Like, I've never, I don't think I've ever properly opened a Capri Sun in my entire natural <laughs> life. Not without stabbing myself out the back, no. <laughs> he got a through and through with the straw. It, like, went right through his hand. <laughs> There's nothing sharper than a Capri Sun straw. I, I believe if you put it in a drill, you could crack a diamond with that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> they actually use what... it to break into Fort Knox, if you can believe that. Uh... <laughs> and we give them to children. <laughs> For a beverage. <laughs> That's what scientists have been doing wrong, trying to get to the core of the Earth. All you need to just do is stick a Capri Sun straw in the, <laughs> the Earth's crust, and you can get right down to the core. <laughs> <laughs> Could be an IV needle, just, you know, pre-threaded. Just plug the tube in the other side, you're good to go. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Well, I think I'm going to wrap it up there because I honestly think if I moved on as I intended with my notes to middle school and then high school, we would oh. be here till tomorrow. Yeah, we'll we'll have to maybe do a hot a revisit. Lunch. I think. Yeah, yes. hot, I, I hot think lunch we could revisit two. this by decade. Yeah, that'd be fun. That would be fun. Yeah, our middle school definitely had some interesting food, and our high school actually had pretty decent food. That's true. That's true. So to my wife, who told me that there was no way in hell that I could talk for more than 30 minutes about food. Ha! In your face. <laughs> Specifically school cafeteria food. <laughs> I win. Ne- never underestimate down. Never underestimate nostalgic nerds. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So I guess that wraps up our discussion on school lunches. Now we are going to play... Nostalgia Combat! Nostalgia Combat! Nostalgia Combat. (laughs) Oh my. (laughs) Oh my. (laughs) Yes, I have devised a trivia question for my co-host to answer weeks ago, not two minutes ago while we were talking about food. (laughs) Whoever is closest will get to lead their chat next week. Adam has the legendary food fighters versus Brian with Bill Nye, the science guy. Woo! Yeah. You guys ready? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. If I recall the last trivia question I posed, we discussed the uh, re-release of Disney's Fantasia. That sounds right. During our childhood, this was a common thing that they would re-release a Disney movie from, you know, 40 years prior, and then they would shoot out a million direct-to-video sequels. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As in, you know, we had, I don't know how many Little Mermaids, there were multiple Bambis, yeah. which is a crime because, you know, everybody died in Bambi, or at least <laughs> that's how I remember it, so. <laughs> there was, what, three Aladdins? Yeah. Uh, I think three or four... Lion Kings. 
and each of them got their own animated TV series, accompanied by them on either Fox Kids or the Disney Channel, depending on whoever licensed it first. Yep, that sounds about <laughs> that right. Sounds right. So I'm going to go, do you guys recall the re-release of Disney's 101 Dalmatians? Yes. Yes. Given the trend that was going on at this time, excluding the animated series, which ran for 30 episodes, how many animated 101 Dalmatian movies are there? Ooh. I'm going to go with five. Okay. Adam? I'm going to say... I'm going to say three. Okay. It's two. This is the only franchise to only get two movies because it was the first that they started to make live action versions of. Oh, Oh. I didn't realize we weren't counting the live action ones. Oh, man. No, that's why I said animated. Uh, That's why I need to listen better. (laughs) Seriously. And if I didn't, then I misread my notes. (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure you did. But I was shocked to learn this as well when I was trying to find with a trivia question that would be, you know, stumping. I I did I expected there to be like three or four, as was the trend for all of these movies. Yeah. And for whatever reason, Dalmatians only got two. They got 101 Dalmatians and 102 Dalmatians. <laughs> I remember that. The most uninspired sequel of all time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, there's to... another Dalmatian over there. Want to live with us? <laughs> Oh, goodness. This lady's going to try and make us into a coat, but aside from that, life's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) This really mean woman's trying to make us into a coat for no reason. Why don't she go after the minks or the foxes or whatever that they normally go after? (laughs) Well, there you have it. (laughs) The Fighters of Foo. Yeah! That's right. Are victorious, and I just stole your line, Adam, so I'll get the hell out of the way. <laughs> that, that's all right. I'll punish you off the air. So, oh uh, like, like, like Paul mentioned, uh, I will be uh, going through the Foo Fighters next time, and Brian still has his topic of Bill Nye the Science Guy in his pockets. And now we need to visit the Hopper of Imagination. Get down, get in the Hopper. Get through the hopper. All right. We want to, while Brian readies the hopper, we want to remind all of our listeners that if there's a topic you'd like us to discuss, you can submit those at our website, datingourselvespodcast.com. Fun story about that. Uh, recently, someone texted me and they said, hey, has this been a topic? And they, I won't say what it is because it was in the hopper. I said, has this been a topic that's been submitted? And have you already discussed it? Did I miss it? And my response was, if you listen to every episode. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only way to know. The only way to know. Oh, that's Let's listen to all 20 <laughs> previous episodes. But then again, I will read it. If you have a topic you'd like us to discuss, please send them to us at datingourselvespodcast.com. And I actually keep pretty good notes about the stuff that we have talked about. So if you do have a question, feel free to email us as well. And uh, we can direct link you to uh, the particular episode where we discuss that topic. So very true. Not all of us will be as quick to respond. Yeah. Not all of us will be as snarky as, uh, as Paul. So um. (laughs) that is true. I am the most snark, most sarcastic. I'm I'm not the most sarcastic, but I am definitely the most snark. 
<laughs> All right, so Paul, are you ready? I am ready. All right, so you are going to have a topic in one of the three following categories. We have movie, we have toys, and we have pop culture. Isn't the whole show about pop culture? <laughs> That's a uh, miscellaneous without being miscellaneous. Um, Is that our hodgepodge? Yeah. Is this our potpourri? Yes, yes. 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 Oh, I I so bad want to choose potpourri. Yeah, this is door number three, Paul. <laughs> but I also feel like we haven't done a movie in a little while. Yeah, I guess we, can I, we haven't done can, a movie Can in I a phone little... a friend? Adam. <laughs> what? What do you want? Stop bothering me. <laughs> Should I take door number one or door number three? Uh, do number three. All right, I'm going to go with potpourri. Pop culture it is. You get the wonderful internet topic of Netscape. Ooh. Netscape. Wow, that is surprisingly appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I am very confused how Netscape fits pop culture. <laughs> Technically, uh, but pop, that culture, is potpourri. pop culture, internet, and television is the subcategory. So I see. So that fits. All right, folks. So that that does it. Um, join us next time on Dating Ourselves, where uh, Adam's going to be talking with us about the Foo Fighters, and then Ooh. in future episodes we will be looking at Bill Nye the Science Guy with me and uh, Netscape with Paul. Uh, thanks again for listening, guys. And as a uh, quick announcement, there will be a special episode coming in the future uh, for. Paul and Adam's excellent adventure as we take a road excellent. trip together. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to be we're going to be taking a road trip from Texas back to Michigan and uh we'll we'll be doing some shenanigans live from the road. So look look out for that. We'll be, it might not be an episode per se. We might make it some internet content uh like some Facebook live videos or Something like that for you. But we're going to come up with something extra special for you guys. So wanted to let you know that. But also, if you like what you heard, there's more to come. You can check us out at www.datingourselvespodcast.com to learn more about us and the show. And you can check out our Contact Us tab if you'd like to submit your own nostalgic topics. You can also send us your submissions at datingourselvespodcast.aol.com. We've got mail. Yes, we do. Yeah, we do. In addition to iTunes, you can also find us on TuneIn Radio, Google Music, and wherever podcasts are downloaded. And what I whispered into your ear at night. <laughs> yes, you're, Whispercast. You're going to yes. actually get requests for this at some point if you keep trying to sell this. <laughs> if they pay us, we'll do it. <laughs> I, I, I am not too proud to beg. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, um, I don't have any updates about Whispercast, but we do post additional content on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash podcast. If you're on Instagram, you can find us at Dating Ourselves Podcast, and we do the Twitter thing, too, at Dated Podcast. And remember, if you're too old for Snapchat and too young for Life Alert, you've just been dated. See ya. Later, guys. Later, taters. Later.